Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio forward slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball.com so you know what we're doing this offseason. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook forward slash HerFantasyFootball. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Marianne Lee. And we are talking wide receivers tonight. Ooh, wide receivers. This is... It's going to be intense. <laughs> a lot going on in the NFL, so we're going to get started off with some news. Not a wide receiver, but a huge fantasy impact player, Arian Foster, yet again, suffered a major groin injury and will be going in for surgery, possibly, and will be missing the start of the season. Yes. Foster's ha- <laughs> is always injured. He missed ele- he's missed he 11 is. games out of the last two years, including some for groin problems. So this is not good. Not good. It's ruined my last 24 hours. It's yeah. so bad. And the part that's so hours. frustrating is you're like, gosh, if I could just have one good season with him, because he still does well even when he's out oh, all these yeah. games. Like, he still is a high-producing running back. You still have to draft a guy that you know is going to be injured and can't be in a multitude of games. Yep. And I tweeted about it. I was like, I just can't get over this. And some guy was like, well, don't worry. Alfred Blue's going in. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. same thing. Same production. Same. <laughs> oh. No, no. Oh. I was like, ah, uh, hello, are we on the same planet? It doesn't end. It doesn't end. No, Foster, stop it. Every time, I'm like, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. Well, how many people already had drafts and took them and were like, yeah, I feel so The first great. thing I did was look at, my, look at my drafts to make sure I didn't take them anywhere, and I, I haven't yet. So The good news is a lot of drafts haven't happened quite yet, a mass majority, at least um, I think probably most are going to start probably this week coming here and, and beyond, so... You've got a chance, yeah. but still, like we said at the end of the day, you still kind of have to draft him. You're not going to draft him as high, but you still have to draft him. Uh, it's a bummer. Sucks. Mike, Michael Floyd, who I have a long history with myself, who I did draft already. <laughs> we have <this> baggage. <laughs> we do. We have baggage for sure. Off and on again relationship. Uh, he's a wide receiver for the Arizona Cardinals. Dislocated three fingers and will be out for four weeks at least. I heard the first time six fingers were broken out for six weeks. But it looks like it's only three fingers and uh, it's going to be four weeks. So we'll see. It, it, it might change again. But, man, what does this mean for you? Well, John Brown's the next guy. He's not bad. Yeah, I like, I John, like Brown. John Brown. So you know what I love about the name John Brown? It is so boring. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. It almost John sounds Brown. like a Quentin Tarantino name. Hey, I'm John Brown. Yeah. 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 No, I liked him anyways. So now I just really like him. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Martavius Bryant had a procedure Sunday for an infection on his elbow that will likely cause the second year wide receiver to miss the Hall of Fame preseason opener. You know, Pittsburgh has him as the number three guy now. Anyways, they're, like, all about Marcus Wheaton. He's, like, amazing, this training camp, I guess. I don't know. Um, Although someone's always amazing every week of training camp, right? There's always a new breakout star every week. Marcus Wheaton's going to be the Cordero Patterson of 2014. Oh, that's mean. I had no idea (laughs) that an ingrown hair... Could cause such havoc. I had no idea. It's crazy. Yeah. 
makes me, it's mean, like one of those injuries that you're like, I just didn't need to know that. It makes me want to do like a once over of my body real quick just to make sure I'm not going to be out for football season. Yeah, know? I would ask the team just to put like personal <laughs> problems. Latavius Bryant is having personal issues and will be missing yeah. the first game. That's what I, I mean. I'd be like, can you please? That's like, brutal. At least hopefully he'll be back quickly. We're hoping. I mean, an infection in your elbow. Yeah, Coach Tomlin yeah. says he should be back sooner than later. So Yeah, good. The good news is that it's not a hamstring or a groin. Right. So, so uh, I've, I've messed up my groin before, and that was five years ago, and I still have issues sometimes. Should we start so. calling you Foster? <laughs> okay. <laughs> you want to okay. compare me to him? I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care right. if it's about injuries. It's fine. Just don't call me Absolutely. blue, and we're okay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Ladies, you have some news stories you'd like to talk about? Yeah, the Cleveland Browns, Dwayne Bow and Terrell Pryor are uh, nursing hamstring injuries, and they might be the starting wide receivers for the Cleveland Browns. That's right, Terrell Pryor. I love this. That Terrell Pryor has decided that he's going to shift over to being a wide receiver, and not only does everyone think that he's going to make the roster, but he may be the starter. Now, here's the deal. He is six foot four, 223 pounds, and he is a freak of nature when it comes to his athleticism. Like, great yeah. athlete. Great. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So in one way, that's that's great. And also, he's been studying a ton of wide receivers, trying to, you know, figure out the game. He's like first into practice, last out to leave. Everyone's impressed. And I'm, I'm happy for him. I really hope that he gets a go. I do think this is also a sign of what a dumpster fire Cleveland is, though, that like he's not even just like working his way up. He's going to be a starter immediately, pretty much. That's bad. With Dwayne Bow. With Dwayne Bow. Like, <laughs> The Cleveland woes continue in the 2015 well, season. And my question is, what happened to Andrew Hawkins? Yeah. Why isn't anyone talking about him? So uh, the Cleveland Brown camp's going on right now. You probably don't want any of them. But we do have to start ranking Terrell Pryor now. It's a thing, ladies. It is a thing, and I'm excited. It has happened. Some people are saying he might move over to tight end. Either way, he's going to be a receiver of some sort. And I am excited about that element of it. But, man, I cannot believe that you can just change positions in the NFL and get a starting job. As I say, I love that it's August, and he doesn't even know what position he's going to choose. But he's still probably getting paid more than any of the quarterbacks in Oakland. Not in (laughs) Seattle anymore, but it's like, it's crazy. Well, the weird part, like Brandon is saying, is that you could change in the NFL, right? Because changing positions, high school to college, even within college sure. systems, completely yeah. normal. But generally, you've kind of like really honed in on your skill set, and this is why you've been drafted in a certain position into the NFL. But I love the fact that, A, he's willing to do it. He's willing to kind of, to some yeah. extent, you know, swallow some pride and say, I just want to play in the NFL. So whatever position that is, I'm going to try. Put me in, coach. Put me in. And I hope they do, and I hope he does well, and I hope it's like the Cinderella story of the year. I mean, it's Cleveland, so there's nothing Cinderella out of Cleveland, but as Cinderella as it can be from Cleveland. Bold prediction. I actually liked him as a quarterback. Yeah. I I don't think he was that bad. Bold prediction. I'm going to say come week 14, Pryor is going to be kicking field goals. (laughs) <laughs> and doing a heck of a job. I'm doing a heck of a job. But how smart of the Browns, though? <laughs> you know? Because, I mean, the quarterback situation is not exactly desirable in Cleveland anyway. So if you could put an athlete on your roster that does have the capacity 
to play quarterback in the NFL and has actually had a season under his belt that could come in if he needed to, I think it's a smart move. Yeah, I would not be surprised if he came back and played quarterback. I wouldn't either, yeah. In fact, I think that might be a sneaky play because he'll be designated in fantasy as a wide receiver, but if he's playing quarterback at Cleveland in week 14, you can play him as a wide receiver. Yep. All those points. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> nice. It could be a really sneaky last round pick, guys. Think about it. <laughs> Think, Think about, about it. it. Oh, yeah. Trail prior, twenty fifteen. Ashley, any news from you? <laughs> well, mine's only about the ladies. <laughs> more money, more problems. <laughs> the ladies and shady. <laughs> I love this. I love this story so much. I, you know, Baron's like, are you going to talk about it? I just started chuckling because it's so fantastic. Yeah, I, I didn't really, I really didn't realize that we didn't talk about it last week, like when it was like happening, happening, and 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 yeah, it's time. It's yeah, time because so for anybody that doesn't know, uh, Lashawn McCoy is basically going to throw kind of a, you know, preseason party bash. And essentially invited women, only women for the most part, and uh, asked them to submit proof of being 21 and pictures along with their RSVPs to the scheduled party. Um, and then they also well, the mentioned location. the signing of a confidentiality <laughs> agreement once they get to the party. The Bills did direct McCoy yet to take the invitation down because it did have Bills context within it. And the Bills were not the hosting logo. a... Uh, 21 and over women orgy party. This is what this is what has been kind of construed as an orgy party, right? So then LaShawn had to go on and say, like, I'm not throwing an orgy. Nope. And then he actually released this message, which I, I'm going to read it in full because I enjoy it so much. Since the media and internet took my before camp party out of context, I had to switch up my party strategy. So tonight I'll be inviting everyone to my back to business party. A, I love it's called back to business. Featuring DJ at Donald Trump at the ones and twos. Special invited guests include Rex Ryan, Chip Kelly, Roger Goodell, and my man Barack, Oprah, Carly Lloyd, and even that terrible waiter with the awful service from the burger joint is invited. Don't bring your ID because there won't be any alcohol anyway. Open smoothie bar all night, though. Don't worry about the confidentiality agreement. No, not only are ladies invited, but everyone is invited, except Hulk Hogan. He can't come. Maybe even Mikael and Drake will hit the stage <laughs> together. Turn up for the party time. I love Hulk Hogan not invited as well. Well, he's a racist. You're all invited, but not he's Hulk Hogan. <laughs> not Hulk Hogan. We're going to have a smoothie bar. No ID now. I just love it. Yeah, he was really upset. He ended up canceling the whole party. He did like, the party, yeah. Why are you upset? You, like, he, out of context? No, your invite was pretty clear. It was in context. I will say, I do appreciate him trying to make sure the women that he spends his time with are of age. And not just of age 18, but, like, of age age. Age age, yeah. Like, old ladies at 21. Yeah, I mean, good for him. (laughs) My thing is, it's not out of context. That's exactly what the invite said. You invited them to a pickup location. You wouldn't even give the location of the party. You basically have them send in headshots and resumes like they're actresses coming to your party but, so you can approve them. Yeah. It's weird. It's smart. I'm going to do it from now on. My evite will say. <laughs> Submit your Submit, Submit your, your photo. photo. That's right. That's the question. Was it an evite? Was it like old-fashioned envelope stamp style? 
was it just a, you know, messages in the I I can't speak to the entirety of how he invited people because I'm sure it was multi. (laughs) You hope it's old old fashioned, you know, with like a return address envelope inside of it, so they can like you know return copy yeah. of their ID, birth certificate, social security card, and... I know. I think he really... He needs to, you know, tight, tighten up some loose ends. Yeah, etiquette for you, sure. You need to, for sure, have them provide three forms of identification. Because anybody <laughs> can fake yeah. an ID these days. ID's it's harder to totally. fake a birth certificate, maybe mm-hmm. social security card. That all match. Passport. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I am I, so glad I'm too old to get invited to these things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like, he has no interest in my being there, and the well, feeling is mutual. He lost me at Smoothie Bar. No mm, thanks. Yes. No thank you. No. I can make those at home. Sure can. <laughs> Without proof of who I am. Gosh, I love It's a shame, though. It's hilarious. Man, I love the NFL. Back to it's business party. Back to business party. Well, let's get back to business on our podcast, too, and start talking about some wide receivers because there's quite a few. On our website, we rank the top 75 wide receivers. So make sure you hop over to HerFantasyFootball.com. Go to our rankings page. We've got them all up there, updated, um, ready to go. Antonio Brown, number one. Duh, right? I don't think anybody else has a number one person other than Antonio Brown. I think that's just like People used to have ODB, but now they don't. He's the man. Yeah, no. No, that's crazy. We got number one, Antonio Brown. Two, Des Bryant. I mean, Demarius Thomas, Odell Beckham, Julio Jones at number five. Jordy Nelson coming in under him. Calvin Johnson, A.J. Green, Randall Cobb, and finishing off the top ten, Alshon Jeffrey. I love the name Alshon. It's good stuff. Great. Such a good name. Antonio Brown had the most receptions last year with 129 and yards with 1,698. Last year... Had 13 touchdowns. Can anyone pass them this year? Ashley, what do you think? In my opinion, the top three guys, Antonio Brown, Des Bryant, and Demarius Thomas, are actually pretty interchangeable. Any yeah. one of those three guys could be a top receiver next year. I yeah. mean, in my opinion, quite honestly. Odell Beckham Jr. also has a chance if he can stay healthy. Thus far, this has not proven to be the case. But that really is kind of his outlier, and to me, what kind of drops him out of that kind of, for me, top three tier little echelon right there. Um, you know, Brown and Thomas were had within 80 yards of each other, and Bryant actually had more touchdowns than Antonio Brown last year. Mm-hmm. Brown got the edge with a return touchdown, so this is where he kind of got the edge there. Um, you know, so if you had any of these, you know, three to four guys, you should be very happy. You know, with that said, I, I do still think Brown will be number one when all is said and done. But again, you're, you're happy with any of those guys. Yeah, and I'd say that some of these uh, big-time studs, they, they, they all have the chance of doing it. It's very rare that someone's the number one person back-to-back, back back, but he's so consistent. He'll definitely be a top-five guy unless he, like, breaks a leg, you know. Uh, please, you know, no jinxing here, but uh, I love that. And, frankly, I love anyone that's playing for the Steelers or the Green Bay Packers this year. So consistent. They yep. have all these players returning. I feel great about I will draft almost any of them above anyone else that's, like, borderline. I'll go with the Steeler or the Green Bay Packer. Yeah, I, I agree. They're really so close, so close. You know, Des Bryant, this is going to be his second year in the offense. They don't have that running back. They still have that offensive line. He has the opportunity to blow it up this year. Demarius Thomas, they keep saying that they're not going to use Emmanuel Sanders like they did last year. I mean, Demarius had the, t- the most targets, I believe, last year 
of anybody. So if they're going to even give him more targets, because I'm going to tell you right now, it's yeah. not going to those tight ends that they think it's going to go to. I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. So if Peyton Manning can stay healthy all year, I see Demarius Thomas's numbers going up as well. So really, yeah, I mean, it's really going to be a fight. It's I, I agree. It, who knows? I can't imagine Demarius Thomas's numbers going up. Like, where does he go from here? I can't, oh. yeah, I can't imagine Emmanuel You're Sanders blowing my mind. not using him either. Like, that's, like, so crazy to me. I think Amazing. it's, like, the worst mistake ever not to use Sanders the same way that they did last year. They had I mean, two guys in the top ten. They should do yeah. exactly what they did last year. It worked. Exactly. It yeah, worked. and now you don't even have Thomas. You don't even have Julius. You know? I'm telling you I right now, th- Virgil Green is not going to be your go-to dude. No. It's not, it's not going to happen. Owen oh, Daniels? Also, no, I think that they're trying to steer them away. I think they're they're trying to get the press to get people to think they're not going to use Emmanuel I agree. Sanders. I agree. Awesome. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. No, and that, and I think even if that is their plan, come week three, it's going to be back to normal. Like, sorry, Emmanuel's got to go back in there. Either way, Demarius is a freak athlete. They, you know, they all, they all have a really solid team base. They all have got that running back. They've all got, you know, another wide receiver. So it's, it's there. It, those top three guys are really healthy. I, I, I like and all he, three of them. he had great yards. Really the only thing that San, Sanders kind of took away from him was some touchdowns here and there. Cause I think Demarius only had 11 touchdowns last year, whereas Des had 16 and Brown had 13 touchdowns. So he yeah. wasn't far off though. It wasn't like he had no. five touchdowns. I mean, he's got double all. digit touchdowns. Yeah. And quite honestly, touchdowns is all you can ask. Demarius had a few games last season that he just wasn't on his game. He could have very well been in the 13, 15 range. I agree. What do you guys think about Mr. ODB? Is he going to have a sophomore slump this year, Brandon? I think the sophomore slump is kind of overrated in general as like a fantasy lore thing that happens. I mean, yes, there, there are some players that have a dip in production. But like, let's look at a sophomore slump from last year, Keenan Allen. Okay, he had a, a sophomore slump. Okay, but you know what? He still finished um, 48th in fantasy scoring, which isn't great, but he missed some games. And then, and then he was like, he was 19th in receptions. So the problem is that the, the long ball got taken away from him by Malcolm Floyd. Right. So it was actually more about the game plan than it was about him as a player. So, uh, you know, to answer your question, so if you were in a PPR league, by the way, he was a starting wide receiver last year. If you were in standard, you were like, eh. But, um... PPR leagues, he was actually not bad. So I think that sometimes when we talk about the sophomore Keenan Allen, we can get a little about. weird. Yeah, Keenan yeah, Allen. Yeah, right. right. Uh, Oda Beckham Jr. was fantastic and <laughs> will be fantastic again. Yeah. And, you know, I think it, that he's going to be a very productive wide receiver no matter what. I think that depending on, you know, my drafting, though, personally, I'm still drafting Brown, Thomas, Bryant, Jones, and probably Nelson above him. So, I mean, he probably won't be on my team because it probably won't last that long. But, you know, he's also had some off-season issues, like some issues with the team. He, like, you know, kind of got upset about some stuff because he got injured. Someone poked fun at him. He took it personally. And then, you know, obviously the Madden curse, but I don't think that's really going to happen. He got photographed maybe... um, pleasuring Amber Rose, then he denied that. He's kind of had, like, one of those, like... Why would you deny that? I agree. I don't understand. Well, you don't actually see her. It's just someone with a very similar hairstyle as him between someone's legs performing something. The business party? 
Yeah, it, it was at McCoy's business. party. It was no big deal. She had her ID. Right. She's over 21. She's over 21. We're moving on. Totally fine. Uh, I don't really care, but it's unfortunate. You know, he talks about the past kind of changed his life. Like, the things like this now are happening to him, and I don't think he likes it. I mean, who does? Yeah. Well, that's the thing with a sophomore slump is sometimes I feel like, you know, once they, especially somebody like ODB, who was like a freak last year, that yeah. it starts getting in their head a little bit. And things start to affect them. Um, not only that, but they've got, you know, Victor Cruz is going to be back and healthy and looks like he's ready to go. You know, I was really worried about him coming back, but it seems like he's okay. Yeah. And Shane Vereen's now going to be there, and he's going to be catching balls out of that backfield. So I have um, – I wonder if the Giants are going to have a little bit of an identity crisis to start off the season. Not know who to put in where and um, – I think although having Vereen in the back is going to help um, Odell get bigger plays, I don't know if he's going to have as many plays. So I get concerned about that. I do think Cruz may take it, you know, a few touchdowns away from him. Yeah. Um, so it's just going to be a different way to play, but I still think he's going to be great. Um, I just don't know how the Giants are really going to run that offense to make sure that they keep the defenses on their toes. So, we'll Yeah, I mean – I'm kind of rebranded. This the whole sophomore slump thing is completely overrated. But I don't think with this guy it's an issue. I mean, not with his talent. And here's my thing: there is a big difference between being able to run a route and being in remotely the right spot versus being a playmaker. And ODB is a playmaker. I think we all remember that one-handed crazy catch, and he made a bunch of other fantastic athletic catches. There's catches. And then there's catches that only the finest athletes can make. And he makes those kind of catches. And that's the thing is that, you know, he has great focus and drive, which he got from his mother. And he's not going to want to let his mom down. I mean, if he's having a bad yeah, season, he's calling mom, mom back shout out. out. You know, like, mom, come help me. She'd probably come out there, throw him some balls, have him run some routes, to, you know, tell him what to do. You know, get him in the blocks, run some sprints again. I mean... You can't teach... I don't think he needs to call her. I think she's probably going to be like... She's probably going to be there. She's going mean, to call him and be like, hey... I'm moving in. I'm here. You got a problem, buddy. But I mean, he's, but you know what I'm saying? You like he's issues. got, he's got those intangibles that you can't teach. He's a great yeah. receiver and the greats, not good, but the greats, they rarely ever slump with an injury involved. But this work is tricky because right. it is ODB. So we do have potential injury. So you just have to keep that in mind. I don't think he's going to slump, but there could be a, a, you know, a decrease in production due to injury. We'll see. Julio Jones had the third highest total yards last year, but only six touchdowns. Ashley, is this going to change this year? Is he going to find the end zone a little bit more than six times? Gosh, I hope so. He better. Right? He better. He better. Let's, let's, let's look at Julio and Roddy, right? Because these are the two basic, you know, starting receivers in Atlanta at the time. So we got Julio Jones last season, 163 targets, which is a lot. 104 receptions, that's a pretty good completion, you know, over 50%. Almost 1,600 yards and only six touchdowns. Whereas Roddy had only 125 targets, only 80 receptions, less than 1,000 yards, but he had seven touchdowns. He had one more. I mean, sometimes the cookie just doesn't crumble the way you want it to. But in all reality, I mean, you know, the Falcons overall had 28 total passing touchdowns all season, and these two guys basically made up half of it between the two of them. It really just comes down to who was in the right spot at the right time. And, you know, it could be the fact that teams were double-teaming him. It could be the fact that he didn't enter the season fully healthy. You know, it could be a combination of both. But, I mean, quite honestly, 
I don't know if it matters if he gets more touchdowns. The guy gets a ton of yards. He still is a top 10 wide, you know, starting yeah. wide receiver. It's, points are points. Screw that. I want more. I, I mean, yeah, more. yeah. But, <laughs> but at this point, like, points are points. You know, That's right. points aren't just points when it comes to that middle and bottom tier of guys, but points are just points when we're talking about the best, right? Because they know how to make it happen. I'm also going to say the part of the reason is they couldn't get down the field and they couldn't do clock management because they didn't have a run game. Yeah, that's, the, that's what was, I was going to say, yeah. There was nothing more frustrating than that. Yeah. Nothing more frustrating than trying to find a run game in Atlanta last season. Yeah. So I think that if they actually, I don't know, fix the problem, then I think that's going to help a lot. So between the Tevin Coleman and Devontae Freeman situation going on over there, hopefully they'll be able to find someone. But, I mean, listen, I, I, yeah, I think he's going to have a great season, but it's going to be because of his talent. It's not going to be because of Kyle Shanahan as the offensive coordinator. I won't be able to say this enough. <laughs> I love I'm not going to let this guy get credit Shanahan. for three years of elite Andre Johnson play and then one year of catching, like, magic in a bottle with RG3 – and now all of a sudden he's a great offensive coordinator. Look at all the other years. He only had those four interesting seasons. Anyway, it's okay. I'm not going to rage anymore. <laughs> but uh, um. I just feel like his talent is elite. He's great. And I think Matty Ice, Julio Jones, and Roddy White together are all going to do really well based on their talent. And he's lost five pounds. I mean, Julio's lost five pounds. I didn't think that, you know, he could even do that. And he has. I mean, he's going to be super fast. Like, yeah. From where? Fast. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's really. He's four pounds. I know. He's, he's so small. I like, he's lost he's... five pounds. I'm just, like, thinking, like, for him, that's, like, you know, a hand. I but mean, you are right, know. Courtney. He's a speedster. And that's where he's he got a, a lot of touchdowns in, like, 2013. And he says he's even faster this year. And Kyle Shanahan says that. The defense is going to have a hard time covering him because they're going to put him everywhere. So he can be anywhere on the field. And uh, I, I think I think Julio will really, you know, have a great time with that. I think he'll have fun. And, you know, a lot of this is good. have been in good spirits. When they're enjoying themselves, they perform better, you know. So cross your fingers for Julio. We, I, I would like more than six touchdowns. You guys can keep the yards. I want more than six touchdowns from my number one guy. <laughs> Um, so most sites, including ours, had Calvin Johnson last year starting off the season as the number one guy. He's number we have him seventh right now going into the season of 2015. Brandon, is he going to bounce back? Is he going to be a top five guy this year? Is he going to go down? You know, I, I don't really think everyone knew how hurt he was going into the season. I think that that was a huge issue. So this is going to be one of the first seasons that he comes into without coming off of surgery or some sort of major injury. So I think I feel great about this year. And also, as far as, like, bouncing back, I just want to put this out there. He only played 13 games, but he still ended up the 14th highest-scoring wide receiver in standard scoring. And he was tied for 25th for the most receptions in the league, again, with missing three games. So, I mean, yeah, I guess he'll bounce back by being healthy three more games. But it wasn't like he was terrible. You know, people will have this huge decline in their head, like warning Calvin Johnson. And I'm not quite sure where that comes from because to me it was very clear he was hurt and yet he still performed at an elite level when he was in the game. Yeah. You know, I'm in big into the the second year in, an, in a new offense is, is you're going to be your year. And look at the Pittsburgh Steelers last year. It was oh, their like second that. year in their offense, and they tore it up. It clicks. It clicks in that second year. It's the second year for Detroit. I think 
it's going to happen. And I think I think not only is Stafford going to end up as a top three receiver, I also I mean excuse me Johnson, but I also think Stafford is going to be a top five quarterback. And I just Whoa. I just I think this is the year for Detroit. You guys, I'm telling oh, wow. you, they're going to have they're going to have some crazy numbers. I'm not going to say they're having up the Steelers numbers of last year. But I think I think Calvin and Stafford are going to have sweet magic on the field. Ooh, sweet magic, Ooh, Courtney. Sweet our magic. bold predictions are at the end of the show. I, I was just going to say in the middle, this is it, guys. This is it. Megatron <laughs> is coming back, and I'd like to say his birthday is the day before mine. He turns thirty. The yeah. day before I turn thirty, and I feel like this is just a good mojo thing for us. We're just throwing it out in the air. He's got a great year. You guys are soulmates. We're soulmates. He is my fantasy husband. That's true. Yes, I love love him. Yeah, I love him. Well, I hate to be like the wah wah because I love me some Megatron, and I will never speak speak ill of the man. But I don't see him in the top five, let alone the top three. Mm. I think he will. I think we will end up seeing him actually right where you have placed him around seven. Seven to nine is where I think he's actually going to fall when all is said and done. But he's getting drafted later than late. Seventh. Yeah. 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 Which he's good. So and now he's a deal. He's going to be great value. I just don't see him breaking in the top three. I, you got Brown, Thomas, Bryant, probably ODBs locking up the top four. I think you've got to fight for number five in terms of, you know, Julio Jones, Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, potentially Sanders. Um, you know, I mean, Julio only needed a couple more touchdowns, and he would have broken, you know, into that top five. So, I mean, to me, the real question is, you know, is whether or not the Lions have worked out that lack of chemistry when both him, when him and Golden Tate were on the field. For me, that was when it all of a sudden just, like, went, like, awry last year. So maybe, like you said, Courtney, maybe in season two it's going to click, it's going to work. But, I mean, he really, you know, Calvin Johnson needs Tate to be the cop to his Nelson. That sounded dirty, but you I know say what I mean. fifteen hundred yards, ten to twelve touchdowns, maybe not top three, but he's up there, guys. I think well, he's gonna have a good year. Yeah. Yep, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. Let's go down to the next tier of wide receivers, eleven through twenty. Starting it off, we got T. Y. Hilton, Mike Evans, Emmanuel Sanders, DeAndre Hopkins, Calvin Benjamin. At sixteen, we got Brandon Cooks. Andre Johnson after that, Jordan, Jordan Matthews, 19, Deshaun Jackson, and finishing up the top 20, Julian Edelman. Some sophomores in there. Quite a bit. Yeah. Julian. Mm, bye-bye. Might have to bump you down a little bit, friend. Um, but who on this list stands out to you as a must-draft? <laughs> uh, Sanders, Sanders. 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 Maybe a little more Sanders. I'll think about Cooks and Hilton. But then I'm going to go back to Sanders. I don't believe a <laughs> single word that they're not going to use Sanders as much. Yeah. Because that is literally, that would be the worst offensive play scheming they could do. Like, I, I, I literally, I, again, I think it's like a decoy, like you're saying, Brandon, where they're trying to, you know, distract you and say, oh, we're not going to do this, we're not going to do this. Oh, everyone pay attention. Maybe Virgil Green, maybe he's, no, no, he's not. Sanders no. is the guy where they're throwing this whole, Cody Latimer, he's looking great. Stop it. Stop it. Sanders is your number two. You're going to use him. He's going to be great. Demarius Thomas, you know, still did great. I mean, they worked. The Both of them did good. It wasn't like one was better than the other. They both were, you know, top ten receivers. It doesn't make sense yeah. to me. I do like Cooks a lot, though, I will say. Uh, Breeze throws the ball a lot. He will always throw the ball a lot. And with Jimmy Graham gone, someone's got to be there. And that guy's going to yeah. be Cooks. 
Cooks. I said I said that at the end of my little write up too. I love Brandon Cooks too. Yeah. This is it. Um, but you gotta go T Y Hilton, you guys. A little T Y. You have to. Uh, I mean, to me, I just think you, you're not down, Brandon. You're not sold. You think it's too much, too much going on in Indy. I just don't. Yeah. But, but go ahead, go ahead. I do See, love T Y Hilton. In my opinion, this is only gonna area. relieve the pressure off T Y Hilton, and he's going to have be open and and have those moments and have those great big plays and 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 make us fall in love with him. I, I just think that this is going to be the year with Andre Johnson opening up the field, having a running back. I mean, woo, that's exciting. That's going to be a change gonna, for them. It's going to be a huge change, you know, and their line's getting better. I think that, you know, Andrew Luck, easy schedule. I mean, it just it, it adds up. Everything on paper says that T.Y. Hilton should have a good year, in my opinion. So we'll see, but that's I, – I, I love Hilton. I like no, too. conventional wisdom backs you up. I'm the only <laughs> naysayer on the planet about this. But, yeah, no, you're, it's a totally astute assessment. I don't know if I've heard one person say the name Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun the whole Jackson. time that I have been talking about fantasy football in the offseason, he never gets brought up. It's like he's an invisible man. So if you are one of the people that's doing drafts and, you're, and you haven't done this for a while and no one's been bringing this guy up and he's on your draft sheet and you just kind of skip over him because, well, I haven't really heard about this guy. And then you skip down to, like, Kevin White. Stop yourself. Stop. 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 I just want you to know, he's only 28, first of all. I thought he was older than that. He's not. Um, in the fifth round, which is where he's going ADP style right now, okay? So he is at, sorry, uh, yeah, 50. Going 50 off the board, you can get a guy who was the 16th highest scoring wide receiver in standard leagues. He only caught 56 passes, but he went 20.87 yards per catch. That's insane. Crazy. Crazy. So he's one of the best at actually being able to produce after the catch and and get yards. Undoubtedly. It's not even debatable. So here's the thing. If they can shore up the quarterback situation, even in a small way in Washington, I think that he has a ton of potential. I mean, you just can't look at that yards per catch average and be like, eh, I don't like this guy. You just need him to catch, what, two, three passes and have one of them be in the end zone and you have a monster game. Well, and last year was his worst season in like three seasons, right? Granted, you just switch over to the Redskins at the time, but still 16th is nothing to be upset about. No. Would he basically have no one? If you're a PPR person, you're a little nervous. So you're like, well, but he, you know, yeah. Okay. When he catches the ball, it's great, but I need PPR stuff. Okay. Well, I understand that. That's why you need to know your league. Is it PPR? Is it standard? Or is it half point PPR? Because I would still rather have a guy who's getting 20.87 yards per catch than a guy who's not. If I'm in a half point league as well. Yeah. In my opinion. So just know your league, act accordingly. But, you know, if it's PPR, though, like, Edelman is still the man over there. I mean, I know that he's weird with practice, maybe hurt. I don't know what's going on with him, but um, he's still a PPR guy. It's all about who's throwing the ball. And I can't, I can't commit to Mr. Jackson. Just can't. Well, I talk Sorry. about it later, so I won't talk about it now in full, but... The guy has, you know, proven that he can still produce. With, no matter who's throwing. No matter who's throwing the ball. 
I mean, it's yeah. not as good as it could be because he's a fantastic athlete. He's, he's like one of those freaking nature people. The fact that he was able to get 16th out of the Redskins offense last year is mind-boggling. That's how yes. good he is. That is how true. good is he true. is. It is it's, true. I mean, it's a and, testament to his talent alone. And it, you're right. If RG3 can stay healthy, it doesn't even matter if he's good or not. If he can stay consistent, then Deshaun will stay consistent. So, it, it, yeah, you're right. You're right. That's true. So even a bad RG3, Deshaun will consistently still probably be about the 16th best wide receiver. Well, do I think he's better than a lot of other people on this list? No. But he's going so much later than the other people on this list that he's now a great pick. If you can get Deshaun Jackson, I've seen him in the seventh and eighth round. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Because you know who you're taking in the seventh and eighth round? You're back up to the backup running back guy. Don't do that. Take Deshaun Jackson. No one's talking about him, but they should. And if he's that low, he's literally just getting forgotten in, in leagues that I'm in. Just forgotten. But Brandon does bring up a really good point for, you know, those the semi-newbie drafters is that you will be in your draft and there will be someone that ranks high that everyone's skipping over. And sometimes you think like, oh, man, I didn't do my due diligence. This guy probably has an injury. What's going on with this guy? Oh, man, what's the deal? And sometimes there is no deal, people. Sometimes there is literally no it's, deal. It's no hype around them. There's just it, no hype around yeah, them. Just so no people hype. just don't look at them because – it's not a title yep. of a of a news article. It's not. It's on, the same with like Vincent Grand Jackson. Network. Yeah, sure. That guy would never get any. No one ever really talked about Vincent Jackson because he was in Tampa Bay and it was com, you know a completely dysfunctional team and the offense is terrible. But the guy consistently was a top wide receiver. Yeah. And this was guys too. You're kind of like, huh? Well, what's the deal with this guy? So mm-hmm. don't always freak out if people are skipping someone and think you need to skip them too. That's a really good point, Brandon. Don't pass on yeah. Deshaun. But who are you going to pass on on this list, guys? Who are you saying it's okay not to pick him and go to the next dude? Brandon, Ashley, what do you think? I'm, oddly enough, I would say Mike Evans. And I feel like I'm alone on this because everyone well, he's so high. loves he's going so really high. Mike Evans. Um, he's a touchdown machine. Well, and like Brandon kind of said, there's, there's good guys on this list. So I, I was kind of between Evans and Deshaun Jackson, but I was like, again, like I said, he's proven he can do something with nothing. And that is worth, you know, it's weight in gold. So as for me with Evans, here's my problem with Evans is that a lot of his points come off touchdowns and not mm-hmm. yards. And this is a good example of what I was talking about earlier with the fact that those top tier guys, you know, points are points, but this is not the case for them. Evans was a top 10 receiver last year, but that's because he had 12 touchdowns. I personally don't like guys that only get their point, you know, t- points for touchdowns because that's kind of, to some extent, luck here and there, whereas yards to me indicates the actual relevance of this player in that system. Evans was only able to get guys over 100 yards in three games. Three games. He got almost half of his yardage in three games alone. And he played. He played the whole season, you know. And, and, and the thing is, is that the rest of the time, he was only averaging 39.5 yards a game. That is four points that you will get from him if he does not score a touchdown. And yeah. touchdowns can de- definitely vary, yeah. as we saw with, you know, Roddy and Julio. So for me, when I look at the draft, I look at yardage. And Evans is not that guy for me. I'll have to say it baffles me that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers made it down the field 12 times. That alone to me, seriously, crazy. High five, <laughs> high five, Brandon. Who do you think? Who are you passing on? Uh, 
Andre Johnson and T.Y. Hilton being on the same team. Okay. Um, so it's totally capable for two wide receivers to have over 1,000 yards and double-digit touchdowns. Hello, Green Bay. I was going to say, Cobbin and Jordy. Green Hunt. Bay. Yeah. Hello, Denver. Uh, but here's the other thing. Do they also have a Dante Moncrief and a rookie Philip Dorsett knocking at their door that they have to get involved in the game plan? Do they also have two stud tight ends, Kobe Fleener and Dwayne Bo- or Dwayne Allen, that they need to get involved in the game plan? And then do they have Mr. Reliable Frank Gore that they need to get re- involved in the game plan? No. So my problem is I don't understand the personnel groupings that they're going to put on the field that will actually like fill out all of this talent. I don't know how this works yet. I'll tell you I right need now. To see a preseason. You stop throwing the ball to Fleener. That needs to happen. <laughs> you you exonate your tight ends. I mean, look at Green Bay people. There are no tight ends. There really aren't. I mean, there is. That's why they have two wide receivers, but they're going to keep using exactly. their tight ends. They love them. Look at, look at Pittsburgh. Heath Miller, really? No. Heath. Okay, so you, you have, this is what you have to do. I don't know why people keep thinking these tight end things. The Hernandez-Gronkowski two years really messed up the NFL league. It's not like that, you guys. That's yeah, not the norm. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, take advantage of having two extremely talented wide receivers, please. Four. But the problem is they have four. four. They took Dorsett in the first round this year, and then Moncrief was great last year. They have a real problem, and it's too much talent. And I, I think they'll be okay. I think they'll be okay. I think they're going to do think a the lot team of three will be wide great. outsets. A lot. I don't think that, you know... Dante Moncrief and, and Philip Dorsett are going to be as much of an impact as you think they will be. Um, and again, Andre Johnson is kind of one of those guys that people don't talk about much and for the most part always does well. Yeah, even with a bad quarterback. Even with a bad quarterback, the guy does well. And he has a great quarterback. So yeah. the fact that he's going to have luck speaks a lot. I do agree with the brand. They, they may have a weird kind of, like you would mentioned earlier too, Courtney, like identity crisis in the beginning in terms of, that synergy and flow of how they are could incorporate all these people. But that's what preseason is for. You know, this is, this is what preseason is for. So this is a great example of making sure you're watching preseason for the Colts to see kind of what they plan on doing in their chemistry. Totally. I have a hard time believing T.Y. Hilton, who is the number one wide receiver, will still be the number one wide receiver when Andre Johnson's there, even though that is the case. And they do play a little bit different styles. But my point is, is that we have two stud wide receivers coming together for the first time. I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully they work it out in, you know, yeah. before the season starts because I won't be able to handle that. Can't do, <laughs> Can't do it. You know who I'm not com- completely confident in? I don't know. The Houston Texans. Houston, you are, Courtney? You don't I, I love mean, the Houston I mean, Texans offense? I, I don't love it. I don't know. I don't even know who the quarterback is at this point. Um, so, sorry, DeAndre Hopkins. You're a very talented dude. Um, I don't know if he can, like, be the number one guy in Houston without a quarterback at the ripe age of 23. I don't know. I'm not putting all my chips on the board for that because he's still kind of going high in drafts. Um I don't know. He's getting off the surgery. It's just, it's not my favorite scenario. Hopkins is an interesting one to me because nobody really game planned for him last year. And then to some extent, Texans is like one of those like forgotten teams that, I mean, obviously as NFL teams, they're pros. They sit there and they game plan the same week in, week out, no matter what team they're actually playing. 
But it was just weird because you still had this Andre Johnson, like, kind of like a ghost almost on the field that you felt like you still needed to cover that, even though Hopkins kept getting the ball over and over and over and over and over and over again. You know, it was just this weird dynamic. So I don't know how it's going to play out this year. It's going to be interesting. Mm, I love the Texans, too, but mm, sorry. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's awful. It's, It's awful. It's bad. All right, guys, there's a lot of sophomores on that list. We've got Calvin, Calvin Benjamin, Brandon Cooks, Jordan Matthews, or Mike Evans, guys. Who's going to top it off? Brandon, who do you think? Ooh, well, uh, we're talking about the sophomores, right? I'm sorry. I'm, like, lost in my, like, outline. Yeah. I'm your worst sister. So uh, I'm going to say that I think all these guys are going to do well. What's going on? Um, I think they're going to be week-to-week starters or flex players. But Philadelphia needs Jordan Matthews to step up to the plate. They need him to do that now that he's the number one guy. So, um, listen, I I think that he's going to have more like 145 targets instead of 103 targets this year. And I don't care if it's Bradford or Sanchez. They need him. Yeah. Okay. So, I see it. I I, I see it. I worry about him a little bit, too. A lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. Kind of a Kelvin Benjamin style, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'm with Ashley on this one. I think we both put down Brandon Cooks, right? I mean, Cooks. It's Cooks. What else does the Saints have? <laughs> they got rid of Graham. And, and Stills, you know, the deep threat. Stills. So Cooks is really going to be trying to cover up both of those. Um, and I, I like it. I like the fact that they – it clearly shows a lot of confidence that they were willing – to deal both Stills and Graham. And Cooks actually had the second most receptions behind Jimmy Graham during the games that he actually did play because he was hurt the last half of the season, last you know, quarter of the season, I guess. But um, So they were using him. He is part of their game plan, and they clearly, you know, they're going to focus on him. Mm-hmm. They've clearly made that decision that they're going to commit to Cooks. So you should commit to him as well. Awesome. All right, guys, we'll go over this one real fast. We'll just go over the rankings here for you. 21 to 35, Brandon Marshall, Keenan Allen, Martavius Bryant, Golden Tate. At 25, we have Vincent Jackson, Amari Cooper, Sammy Watkins, Mike Wallace. 29 is Jarvis Landry, Allen Robinson, Jeremy Macklin, Roddy White, Brandon LaFell. 34 is Eric Decker, and to finish it off is Michael Floyd. Not anymore. He will be dropping out of the Philippines. We haven't sang in a while. I know. We really need to. It's true, Brandon. Break it out. I yeah. always have to be the one to do it. And I'm Maybe not about this. Yeah, I don't know why that's probably how it's wrong. Yeah. It, I'm sure it'd be a really Brandon, pretty ditty. What do you, yeah. Real fast, Brandon. What do you think? I'm Listen, Cooper. he's rocking it at camp. Are you stand out this year? Watch the videos. It's good. Yeah. I mean, he is... I mean, no one's ever doubted his route running abilities. He's fantastic. He's a great athlete. He's going to do a wonderful job. I don't like anyone that's in Oakland still. I know they've gotten better. I <laughs> think that's great. But when it comes to week-to-week production, it's tough. If you're playing daily, though, and he has a great matchup, he is one of the number one people I'm going to be plugging and playing. Because he's probably going to be priced decently. I, I like it. But he's, he's going a little high for me as a rookie in Oakland. But definitely the talent's there. Great career if your dynasty must have. It's the Oakland it thing. Really is. Really the yeah, issue. It really is. It really is. Yeah. Um, a lot of buzz in 2014 for this rookie, Sammy Watkins. Ashley, what do you think 2015 is going to produce for him? 
Well, you know, I think you've got him ranked exactly where he should be at 27. He ended up 26 high scoring wide out last year, and he had a rocky road. And the road will more than likely still be rocky this year with essentially the same quarterback situation. We have the struggling youngster, and then a mediocre vet comes into town to see if he can get the job. They won't know who to pick. They end up going back and forth between quarterbacks, and nobody can get any sort of synergy with anybody. It's going to happen all over again this year. You know, and, and they're going to have kinks with the quarterback, and this is going to cause kinks with Sammy Watkins, which we kind of saw because he did really great that first, like, eight games of the season, and then production kind of dropped after that. And what needs to happen is they need to pick a quarterback and stick with it so that Sammy can get in the flow of things. And then I think he'll have a chance. But if they continue to kind of just swap in and out, it, it, I, it's just not going to be great. We'll see. Again, guys, hop over to HerFantasyFootball.com and check out our rankings. We're going to talk about some of those bottom guys. Bottom. Um, who could possibly be the top? Who, who knows, really? Um, but let's, let's do it. What do you guys think? Who have we not named that you're telling people that you should give a try to? Give me one one person. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give you a twofer, but they're the same team. Okay. So Steve okay. Smith is the number one wide receiver, <laughs> and no one talks about him in Baltimore with Mark Trestman as the yep. offensive coordinator. Yep. Steve Smith had more targets, I think, than ODB. It's- is it's that like right? It's something, it's something crazy. It's somebody crazy I can't think about. Steve Smith Sr. Steve Smith Sr. will never die. He will nope. never die. He's the Antonio Fred Jackson of running receivers. back of wide receivers. He is that guy. Yep. And I'm into it, and you can Pretty get him yep. super, super late. Right now, he is going at 99. That's right. In the ninth or 10th round, you can get a starting wide receiver with killer stats. It's not going to change people. And then Brashad Perryman is probably going to be the number two person. It's a little bit dicey, so keep watching. But uh, right now, he's going at 110, 11th round for a starter. Again, if you can get starters that late, do that. Don't get some backup to the backup to the backup because someone had to hype train. Yeah. Don't do it. Useless. What do you think, Ashley? I like Marquise Colston, which I usually hate. But he's Marshall. so low. So cheap. <laughs> so, he's yeah. so low right now, and he's so cheap. And they shipped Kenny Stills out, and they shipped Jimmy Graham out. And he has proven to actually be the guy in New Orleans before. He actually had – he's trying to gather probably two or three decent seasons. And then all of a sudden, it's like, where'd Colston go? Uh, what happened to that guy? He's still there, guys. And this could be a resurgence year for him. I really like him. And I also really like Mohamed Sanu. Yes, he was a little up and down last year, but it was mostly a matter of the team, you know, not being able to find a chemistry similar with the Lions and a fluidity once A.J. Green came back. Sanu was killing it was on his own. Green came back. They couldn't quite figure it out. I'm hoping with this preseason and the offseason to figure things out that this guy would be a great guy to have in your wings, and especially at this low. I mean, for this, the value is fantastic this low. Value. It's all about value. Terrence Williams, I'm sorry. He is the most underused wide receiver in a, in a great offense. And it's going to happen this year with no DeMarco Murray. It has to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. It will It has happen. to happen. I'm going to draft him in every league. Therefore, it has to happen. It's not going to be my Michael Floyd. It's not going to be. He has to do it. He's and not going to Floyd you? No, I mean, he did have eight touchdowns yeah. last year. He just only has 620 yards. He only got targeted, like, three times a game, you know? You just, 
So if, if as long as they threw the ball to him, he can make those plays. Yeah. You know, if, and I'm telling you, that offensive line is, is it's not going to be a DeMarco Murray back there, but it's still going to help. It's still going to make the running game a threat. And hopefully Williams will get open along with Bryant, and this will be that dynamic duo that we see in Green Bay and Pittsburgh and, and, and Denver. So... I think they're going to send mixed tapes to DeMarco Murray about how much they miss him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're already. Oh, I wish people did yeah. mixed takes. It would be totally so. awkward. It'll have a cold play on there. <laughs> Who are Fix you guys you? telling to pass on? Who is not a sleeper? Who's not? Who's just a stay, to stay, stay away? Stay away, away. For me, Doug Baldwin. Um, I feel like I feel like a broken record. <laughs> I hate I hate on the Seahawks a bit, um, but he was their top receiver, and he still had less than a thousand yards and only three touchdowns. Terrence Williams, Cordy, since you just brought him up, had more touchdowns than Doug Baldwin. It's over double. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. My issue with Doug Baldwin, you see, is feast or famine. And I get hangry. I get real hangry. And Jimmy Graham in the mix, he's just, he's just definitely not my guy. He shouldn't be your guy. Don't go anywhere near him. Don't do it to yourself. It's awful. Kevin White. Don't do it. Brandon, what do you think? Now, that doesn't mean that he doesn't have talent and he's not going to get better. <laughs> and that you won't like him later in the season. Uh, but here's the deal. He's hurt. He has shin splints. Uh, he, hurt, he injured his shin and found out he had splints. And it's just, it's all a disaster zone. He's not taking preseason reps. He's a rookie. John Fox hates rookies. He's playing with Jay Cutler. There are a lot of weird things all happening at once there in Chicago. So I don't like it. And here's the deal. Someone's going to take him and they're going to take him too high. Okay, sure. Week four or five, they're going to drop him. You pick him up then. Because he will be awesome at the end of the season. But it, he is not going to yeah. contribute. At the beginning of the season, there is no way he's going to contribute. Sorry, I like it, Brandon. Mid-season strategy pickup. Right, I'm Kevin White. You're in it for the long game, Kevin people. Kevin White. All right, guys. Bold predictions. 2015 wide receivers. Stevie Johnson's going to kill it in San Diego. Oh, I so hope so. I hope Woo! so. And Eddie Royal's so. going to kill it I in do. Chicago. And I think Alan Hearns is going to be the number one wide receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars again. I love him. He's my sleeper of the year. Ooh. You can get him for free at the end, at the last pick of your draft. Pick up Alan Hearns. Brandon did a three-fur there. I like it. Uh, uh, uh. I like it too, Ashley. What do you think? What's your bold prediction? I feel like I can feel Brandon disagreeing already. But Brandon Marshall will be very close to the top ten receivers of the year. That is bold. It is so bold. bold. It is so bold that I cringe even saying it. That someone's going to hold me to this at some point this season. <laughs> um, I'm aware. I'm aware of it. And I'm already in my head prepping responses as to how he's going to bounce back. But I do think it's potential because yeah. Brandon Marshall demands better play out of his quarterbacks. There are receivers. And then there's the guys like the Des Bryant's of the world, the Brandon Marshall's. They demand it from you. And I do think that Geno Smith is actually really close to being a respectable quarterback in the NFL. He's close. Not there yet, but he's close. And maybe Brandon Marshall can push him over the edge. The combination of him with Eric Decker, I, 
I'm into it. I think it could be really interesting. I really do. Well, I made a pretty bold prediction at the beginning of the show with Calvin Johnson and Matthew Stafford tearing it up in 2015. But I will say this as well. Malcolm Floyd will have the best season for him to date and will retire at the end of the year. Ooh. That is my bold prediction for Mr. Malcolm He's going to pull an Elway. He's going to pull an Elway. He's going to have the best year in his career, and then he's going to retire. I like it. Blow it up. Drop the mic. Drop the mic. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Make sure you hop over to Her Fantasy Football and subscribe to us. Listen to us on iTunes. Give us a nice ranking. would be great. You can also hear us on blog talk radio forward slash Her Fantasy Football. Chat with us. We love talking to you on Twitter at Her Fantasy FB and on Facebook forward slash Her Fantasy Football. Next week, we're going to be doing the running backs. Try to get that in our show. We'll see. It's going to be pretty intense. Intense. At least we won't have Foster to talk about too There's there's that. <laughs> Until next time, guys, no more faking it.